The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. Hello, my friends, and welcome to our practice session. In our practice sessions, we invite our featured guests to show off their negotiation and conflict resolution skills in a realistic scenario. In this session, I want you to pay attention to what our guest does and not to what I do, because while they are trying to show off their skills and teach you, I'm trying to frustrate their efforts in different ways through things like aggression, annoyance, emotionality, or awkwardness. And then after the practice session, we debrief and talk about what worked, what didn't work, and what you can use in your next difficult conversation. All right, everyone, welcome to the sparring session. Of course, we have Jason Cutter of Cutter Consulting Group and um, author of the upcoming book. Jason, tell us the name of the book again. Selling with Authentic Persuasion, Transforming from Order Taker to Quarter Breaker. I love it. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so in this uh, sparring session, what we're going to do is we're going to focus on the, the two techniques, uh, empathetic reversal and the higher authority close. And so Jason's going to sell, is going to try to sell me this software as a service platform that helps us with marketing. I'm going to be a little bit difficult and he's going to show us how to use those techniques in a realistic scenario. Sound good? Yeah, let's do it. It should be fun. All right, perfect. So everybody in this situation, we've had a couple of preliminary discussions. So it's not just starting from scratch. And now we're getting closer to the close. And so we're having this call at this point. So uh, Jason, we'll just start off with um, hello, and then we'll take it from there. So Jason, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Kwame, how about yourself? How are things? Doing, doing all right. Doing all right. The summer has finally come around, which is nice. And uh, yeah, excited to hang out with, with the kids and then play outside. So can't complain. Yeah, that's good. Perfect. So I know that last time we spoke, we had gone through a little bit of the process. And I know that you had some questions for me or some things that we want to talk about before moving forward. Yeah. And so just to, to be candid here, we're we are exploring a lot of different options when it comes to this particular platform. And um, so I, I want to let you know, it's not just your platform we're considering, we're considering two of your other competitors as well. And so really when it comes down to it with the features that you offer, uh, what are some of the key differentiating factors between you and them? Well, you know, I, I think what's interesting is that a lot of the platforms do very similar, similar things. I mean, yes, there's, you know, reasons to compare and there's some competitive differences. But I, I think really the key for me and our conversation, what I think is the best fit for you, Kwame, is that when we talked about it before and looking at what your company needs, there's certain features in our program that actually help you get to where you need to go. I mean, yes, of course, there's going to be other tools that might do certain things for you. But what I saw from our conversation, and you said your goals is to grow your marketing system and your platform, and then also help with your role in marketing, being you know overwhelmed and you have to tie in all these things, and you're running marketing campaigns and feeding the sales team, that there's so much going on that this tool would help you in your world, in your role as a, you know, a marketing manager. Right. No, you're, you're, you're right there. And I think when it comes down to it, um, I'll be honest, we, we liked 
your we, we like your pro- platform we wouldn't be having this conversation if we didn't and um really for us at this point it just comes down to the terms and um of course i have what i want as the marketing manager and then of course i have a a boss who wants to save money and a cfo who wants to save money even more <laughs> and so uh those are some of the concerns and so when it comes to the terms, one of the things, especially coming out of the legal department, that they wanted me to really push hard on is a cancellation uh, uh, process. And um, yeah, we, that's something we're going to really need if we're going to, to move forward with this. And, and I totally understand that. I see that all the time. I mean, you know, for us, what we found is very important is for people to get into an agreement with us for a certain amount of time. And that way, everybody is in this relationship together and it's going to move forward. It's, it's like joining a gym and, you know, you want to join a gym month to month and then you just stop going or do you just commit to it and then make it a routine and a habit and make it effective? Uh, what I found is when people do not you know get into some kind of commitment especially with their marketing software and if it doesn't work or they don't put in the time and effort then they blame the software instead of you know making it a whole thing so that's really the key that i found but let me ask you what is it about you know the terms or the process that let's say your legal department because that's who we're really talking about uh what they're concerned about yeah, and and again, you you know how it is when you get lawyers involved in the process. It it becomes a little bit more difficult, but um, they really want to make sure that we're protected. We want to make sure that if things don't work out, that we can get out and and make the necessary adjustments. So that's why they they need the, to see that that term in the agreement. Got it. Well, all of the cancellation terms will be in the agreement. Now, obviously, what we're going to do is the agreement's going to be a 12-month agreement, but there is ways to cancel throughout the process if that's needed to, uh, to be done, and that will be in writing. They'll have that, plus all the information I'll send that after the fact. Um, but let me ask you, I'm guessing there's been some issues in the past with maybe some things that you've signed up for that didn't work out? Yeah, definitely. We, we've been in business for a while. We're entering in our 15th year of business. And uh, I would say there over the course of our time here, it's been about two or three instances where we've been locked in really undesirable contracts with people who presented themselves one way. And then when it came to performance and the, the product that they gave us, it just wasn't that great. And we struggle to get out of those contracts and we've sometimes had to find ourselves in litigation and so that's why that when it comes down to our negotiations in these situations the the cancellation process we want that to be as as liberal as possible um, when it comes to our ability to to get out if we start to see problems and i totally get it right i mean you know in the perfect world, there would be no agreement, no contract, because everyone would just operate equally and move things forward, right? And so, but again, based on what I found is a lot of times the customers that we have, if there's no agreement in place, because we've tried those even with no agreements, where they just literally won't put any effort in and it doesn't work. And really, and, and here's what it really comes down to. And this is why I'm glad we, we can, you know, work through this cancellation side to move this forward is that you and I both know, Kwame, like how important this platform would be to your career, your success, and your, your mental well-being at work as well, and tying all these things together and how much it would help. And so I just know how much of a 
an impact it will have on you and your business. And the ROI is so clear. I mean, we've already calculated that. We both know like it's hands down a decision, uh, you know, smart decision. And so, you know, we just move past the cancellation stuff, make the lawyers happy. And then you can, I, you and I can just focus on you being successful with it. Okay. Well, that, that sounds good. And, and I want to get a, a little bit more detail on the cancellation side, because earlier you said um, 12 month cancellation, uh, but there are ways out. So what are those ways out? What, what's flex, what kind of flexibility is there? Well, and just to clarify, it's 12 month agreement um, and with cancellation. So we have a 30 day cancellation policy. So because we're a software as a service and there's, you know, all of the things that go into that, if you want to cancel, we need a 30 day written notice um, prior to being able to cancel the service. Okay. And we can cancel for any reason? Uh, any reason? I mean, you know, on our side, we've tried holding people accountable for certain things. And we've found if somebody isn't using it and doesn't want to use it, then it's best to just cancel and leave on good terms. Um, but obviously, we hope that you won't. Yeah, okay. Th that's great. I think that that's one of the biggest issues. Um, so the legal department, we can check that box. Uh, now let's talk about the concerns of the CFO. Um, can you tell me again about the, the cost structure as it stands now? So the platform will be for you and the size team and what we're talking about, the marketing side, it's going to be a thousand dollars a month and it's for those 12 months, it's paid up front. Okay. So 12,000. Correct. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, that's, that's more than we budgeted for. Um, my, my CFO was hoping that we could keep it in the eight to $9,000 range. Is there any way we can get it down to those numbers? Well, we do have a lower platform that would have less features that if you wanted to, it could do that. Um, but I think, again, I mean, really the key is, is, is there a way to get a higher budget or show them the value so that your CFO understands the return on investment? Because, of course, you know, obviously the 12000 versus eight to 9000 is a big difference. But, you know, when you look at the ROI and what that's going to mean for your company, then there should be that value there. It should be easy to su substantiate with the CFO. Do you think you could get more budget from them? I've, you know, I've tried, I've been watching, I've been listening to this, to this podcast, negotiate anything, and I've been trying to use those skills, but sometimes it's just not as, as easy as the host makes it sound. And so I've tried to advocate for that, but it's been really tough uh, to, to get them to move. So if there's any way we can get it down to even, like I said, it was eight or nine if that range, even if we can touch nine, if we can see that yeah. digit of nine, um, I think we'd be able to pull the trigger on it. Well, okay. So let me do this. So I think this is very important. And again, I'm a salesperson. I sell people for a living. I help them buy this platform. And, you know, my goal isn't to try to twist your arm or convince you. Like we both know this is a good fit and I just want to see you successful with this. So let me do this. Let me talk to my manager. Let me see what options we have. If there's anything we can do to meet those budget or anything different with the terms to help arrange that, you know, and make that a thing. Maybe it's a shorter term instead of 12 months, it's nine months. So it fits the budget, you know, for the short term. And then once you see the return on investment, then, you know, the CFO will be happy and money will fall out of the sky for you to do whatever you want on these kind of initiatives. And so let me do this. Let me talk to my manager and then let me get back to you. I'll uh, get in touch with you tomorrow and let you know what he says and um, you know what I can get done on your side. Sounds good. Perfect. And so for you listeners, what we're going to do is we're going to fast forward to tomorrow. Uh, Jason's talked to his manager and now we are restarting the conversation.
and action. Hey, Kwame, it's Jason. How are you today? Hey, I'm great. It's raining today. A bit unfortunate, but you know, that, that comes with the territory in summer. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to continue this conversation. We, uh, I think we left it in a good place and you were going to, to talk to your manager to see what could be done. Does your company invest in professional development training? If you believe that your team would benefit from a negotiation workshop, all you need to do is go to our website, fill out the workshop request form, and then we'll set up a time to chat. These workshops are completely customizable and we've done them all around the country. Negotiation and conflict resolution skills are beneficial across all professions, but they're especially useful in procurement, purchasing, sales, sourcing, and contract management. Our calendar is filling up quickly and we even have some workshops scheduled for next year. If you think you might want one, I'd suggest reaching out soon so you don't miss out. Check out the link in the description to learn more. And now, back to the show. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days, all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life, a promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by HubSpot. More to-dos, less time, and so many tools to keep track of. Doing business can be hard, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot. Their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this. Higher quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Yeah, so I spoke to my manager about it. One of the things I know that you had mentioned is that uh, your CFO had given you some budgetary limitations, said eight to 9,000 was all they could do, uh, all they wanted to do. And I talked to my manager and what he said was, we aren't able to do um, any change to that. So, you know, the structure we have, what found has worked really well for us is the 12 months for the $12,000 to $1,000 a month. Um, and really what I want to do was give you whatever I can to help you go back to your CFO with the information that would help them. Um, and so let me know, what do you think it would take to show them either financials, ROI, maybe case studies of other clients? What would it take for me to empower you or, you know, arm you with what's needed so that you can get this done? Because, you know, again, like we've been talking about, um, you know, we both see the value in this from your role, the challenges the CFO isn't thinking about your life and, and your day with work and your metrics that you're held to. They're looking at the budget side. Right. Well, our CFO, Catherine, she's, she's tough, but she's very data oriented. And um, I think if we could produce some case studies uh, that demonstrate the ROI, I think that would really help her to see uh, the value in the product. Uh, so I think if there's one thing that could really make this work, if you could actually have some robust, tangible case studies, I think that might help her to, to see the value. 
And okay, so I'll do that. I have a couple of case studies of companies really similar to yours, same size, same number of employees, um, you know, same revenue numbers. And then I have other case studies of companies higher and lower. Uh, sometimes it's good for CFOs to see that where they can see a company that's bigger, kind of where they're using it and, you know, that aspirational side. And so I'll give you some of those. And so there's two things I'm going to suggest. One is I'll send you those case studies so you have them and you can send them off. And the other part that I would suggest is you can send those off and then let's set up a time to talk where I can talk to Catherine as well. Um, because here's what's going to happen is you're going to take the numbers to Catherine. And I just know this from experience in business, in sales, and in life, and in relationships, is that if you take this to Catherine, Catherine's going to hold firm or say no. Most people don't like to change their position. So if she said no and said 9,000, she may not want to negotiate with you for whatever reasons. And I don't want you to be the bad guy. I don't want you know, Catherine to be upset with you for, you know, trying to negotiate. So bring me in. I'm the sales guy. I'm used to being the bad guy. Let me be the one that takes the brunt of the questions and the issues. I'll deal with the numbers, the data. We'll talk about the case studies, you know, and I'll make the case for the ROI on why our platform is really the best fit for you. I love it. Great. Awesome. And scene. Great work, Jason. Great work. Thanks. So let me do a, a quick rundown of some of the key things that I saw, um, and then uh, let's just have a chat about it. So just really great job of, of bringing in those two concepts that we talked about in the uh, previous episode, um, empathetic reversal and the higher authority close. I really like that. Um, you were able to also hold firm onto the, to the uh, terms that you had and the price while still making it feel like you're an advocate for me through that process. And I really appreciated that. That felt good. Um, I liked the way that you, it was almost like an assumptive close where you said, listen, I have to stay, stay firm on this price. So what can we do to make it work? And so right there, you're bringing me into the process to problem solve where we're almost accepting, hey, this is the reality now. What can we do to make that palatable for the people on your team who are struggling with it? And so immediately, instead of me, kind of going back or pushing back, you circumvented that resistance by inviting me into the problem solving process with that brilliant question. Um, what could make this work? I, I really liked that. And then lastly, I want to make sure people notice this at the end, because it's very important, negotiating the process. So you didn't just passively say, okay, Kwame, go back, talk to Catherine, come back and talk to me, which is what I would have probably done or what the prospect is often going to say. You said, nope, that doesn't work. <laughs> We're going to negotiate that. Let's change this process and make the process in a way that's, that's more beneficial to you. And I think that's great. And a lot of people miss that negotiation. They just focus on the numbers and the terms and things like that, but they don't talk about how they can um, change the process in a way that makes it more likely for them to be successful. And I think you did a great job with that. Thanks. Yeah. So from your experience, can you tell us a, li a little bit more about um, what you felt and saw and some of the things that you did? Yeah. I mean, obviously part of it is tough because it's like midstream and conversations without the information. Like I'm a huge, when I'm selling or talking to anybody, I'm taking notes, I'm filing it all away in my brain, in the CRM, and then I'm using those specifics. Like I was talking about generalizations with you about how great it's going to be for your job and your life and all these things. In, in reality, I would have been specific. I would have been like very much 
tactical, like, here's why this is important to you, Kwame. Like, here's what you told me. I'm going to, you know, bring this back up to you so you know why it's important. So, you know, that was a little hard for me, just kind of like making it up on the fly and pretending I knew and, you know, also making it impactful because for me, it's really driving that individualization into the conversation, not just general, like all companies love our stuff versus like, here's, here's what keeps you up at two o'clock in the morning, worried about what your boss is going to say in the meeting tomorrow when you know your numbers suck. Like that's a different thing to have in a conversation and make the sale about them, which is always my goal. Um, and then, you know, the empathetic reversing is key. One thing that I didn't do well in the conversation that I would have done better in the real world or that I balance, and I always warn people about this, is I let you pommel me with questions. And I was okay with that. And I was intentional about that. But what gets a lot of salespeople in trouble is I basically just let you keep punching me with questions right? Mm. I answered a question and then I paused and then you hit me with another question and I answered and I paused and, you, and sometimes I reversed it and I asked you a question back and then I answered and I paused and you punched me again. That was part of this exercise because we're going through kind of showing people the role play. In the real world, I always help salespeople realize that pause there is painful and dangerous because if you can't win back control, the other person has control. And at some point, they're going to run out of questions because they've already made up their mind. The answer is no. And then you've lost. So you really want to balance that control. And then the last part with like wanting to involve that other person, that decision maker, that, that person involved. I mean, I used to sell, you know, help people enroll who were consumers and they had to go talk to their spouse. And I just knew that spat, like nobody could sell it as good as I can. I sell it all day long. I explain it all day long. If they go try to sell it and explain something to somebody else, they're just going to get crushed. Like it doesn't work unless they're a real strong advocate and they really are knowledgeable, but most people aren't going to do it the same way. And again, I don't want them to be the bad guy. I don't want me to be the bad guy with my boss and I don't want them to be the bad guy with their boss or their spouse. And so let me, I can handle it. Let me be the bad guy on their behalf. I love that. Yeah. And I think that that's great awareness too, because when it comes to the, uh, to asking questions, that's how you control the conversation. And we talk yep. about this all the time in, in the, uh, in, uh, in, on the podcast, but I think this gave a really good example because it's that pause, that pause is an opportunity for you to come in with a question. Now, if you, mm -hmm. and I think it's really important too, to see the, the different types of pauses too, because that break in the conversation where nobody really has control, then you can get control by asking the question. But then the pauses are not a threat. They're actually an asset if you implement that pause after you ask a good question. And right. so I think for the, the listeners, it's important because we talk about how important silence is and pausing mm -hmm. and, all, and all that stuff. But it's, all, it's, it's incredibly important to make sure that you're doing it in the right time and in the right way. And you're not ceding control through the silence. Yeah. And I, I hear that a lot on your podcast and the stuff that you talk about. And I think that's, I'm so glad that you brought it up because it's so important. When I ask you a question, I need to be quiet for as long as it takes for you to answer, especially when, you know, salespeople are trained that with price. Price is $5,000. Price is $12,000. Don't start justifying. Don't start backpedaling. Just be quiet. Let it soak in and then deal with whatever comes versus you asked me a question, I answered, and then I paused, and then I'm quiet. 
<clears throat> and then there's a barrage. And this is the key that I train people as well is depending on your skill level and what you're doing and who you're talking to, um, I will pause a lot after answering questions because I want you to get more out and I want to see where it goes. So I don't want to just like ask questions and have this like reversing battle always because that gets draining. But I'm also skilled enough where you can hit me with a whole lot of stuff. I can take a lot of punches without getting knocked down. And then I can, you know, I can take back control. Some salespeople can't. They, they are a lightweight. They get hit a couple of times with questions and then they're done. Um, and so you really got to know when to use that and then when to bring it back and then when to use it again. Absolutely. I love it. And, I, and that really speaks to the benefit of experience. Because again, some people are just afraid of having the conversation, but having the conversation allows you to have these moments of self-reflection where you can look back on the conversation, see what you did well, see what you did poorly. And um, then you start to recognize these patterns in the conversation. Now you can start to feel the conversation and be more in the moment. And so uh, one of my favorite answers as a lawyer is it depends, right? And so with a lot of these <laughs> tactics that we use, it's, it depends on the situation. And once yeah. you start to get more experience and you start to feel it, that's when, you're, that's when the art kind of comes in. Oh, this is the time I should use it. Actually, this is the time I should hold back and those type of things. So I'm glad that you brought that up too. And I think one of the big key takeaways too, which is where a lot of people are missing the ways to improve. It's similar to what we talked about on the last episode where we we're talking about professional sports and football players and things. They spend a lot of time watching game footage. Salespeople do not generally watch enough game footage. They don't listen to their phone calls. They don't li you know, listen to recordings or watch recordings of their meetings. They just basically do what they do and then pra keep practicing on the field. <clears throat> but if you sit down, if you have someone coaching you or you get some training and you're listening to your interactions and you, you have somebody point out those spots, like where you're pausing in an ineffective way, it stands out and you can literally hear the pattern of what happened in that conversation, how you lost because of X, Y, and Z, all these little, I call them intangibles, all these little intangibles that are the difference maker uh, as a professional. Yeah, this is great. Well, fantastic. And, and Jason, again, before you go, let the listeners know about the podcast and the book uh, and how they can get in touch. Yeah. So the podcast is the sales experience podcast and uh, just started season three. So that's exciting. Um, you can find that everywhere, all major uh, uh, podcast platforms. Also go to cutterconsultinggroup.com slash podcast. All the episodes are there, including yours. When you're on the episode with links and transcripts, you are amazing. It's so fun. You know, I, I just love bringing in all these other aspects of people who do completely different things, but it's still kind of sales to help salespeople realize like how they can, you know, improve their uh, experience and their performance. Um, and then the book is called Selling with Authentic Persuasion, Transform from Order Taker to Quota Breaker. And so that'll be coming out soon. And then really the best place to find me information, book a time to call, find all of these other resources is jasoncutter.com. I've made it really simple. Just go there and there's links for everything that I've got going on. Fantastic. Jason, thank you again, my friend. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Thanks, Kwame. Congratulations. You've just joined an elite club. By listening to a full episode, you're now officially on the Negotiate Anything team. So welcome aboard. 
What most team members do is they subscribe to the podcast because that allows them to automatically get the latest episodes of the show. The best things in life lie on the other side of difficult conversations. Keep learning, keep practicing, and keep getting better. Your relationships will improve, your career will soar, and you'll have the confidence you need to get the most out of these crucial conversations. Again, thank you for joining the team. We're excited to have you, and I will see you in the next episode. I'll catch you later.